Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez. Joining me, as always, is number 41 on the field, but number one in your heart, Chargers fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, my man, how are we doing today? Man, I'm great. I am absolutely I am absolutely legendary, Fernando, and I'm feeling great so much, you know, it's kind of that, you know, they say it's not the crash, the kids, the sudden stop. I mean, agency started off with a bang. And now you're like, man, what's what's the next domino? What's happening next? It's the draft. So you know what? Still excited. Still excited about free agency. Still excited about this upcoming year. A lot of exciting things, particularly the Neil family. Have a son, probably going to be playing on Sunday. Looking forward to his journey and see how he he pans out. But man, not been up to much, man. Just trying to stay busy and trying to survive. I I, I feel you 100 on that one, Lorenzo. I mean, like you said, like free agency just started off fast. Now we're we're kind of sitting here and we're kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, one of the things, Lorenzo, I kind of wanted to talk to you about is right now, I mean, the, the big topic this offseason was Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans and Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. Where would they go? Would they get traded? Now, with some of the stuff coming out about Deshaun Watson, Lorenzo, you being a former player, I mean, I think over 15 um, – 15, people have come out against uh against deshaun watson with allegations over uh sexual misconduct just lorenzo as a former player what are your thoughts on it and kind of what uh what should people know about some of this stuff yeah i, I mean it's something that we got to talk about fernando i know it's not it's not easy and i hate you know talking about players you know as a player and understand you know it's easy to get caught up in craziness and some things can happen and i can tell you this I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not blaming Deshaun Watson. I'm not. I don't. I'm not blaming these women. But I think that something happened. I'm not saying we know what. I don't think. I don't know the extent of it because uh, you could just. If it was something so grotesque, I think that if it was that bad, I think that of course you're in prison if you kill someone. If you do something that's just out, you know that that crazy that you, you, there's more. There's more to it. But I think that there's something that's going on because you just don't get 15 people to just come up with a story. So I think, was there some inappropriate behavior? I don't know. With the smoke clears and everything clears, I think that they're going to show that some misbehavior. Don't know how serious, though, because if it was of that magnitude, then you're looking at prison time, you're looking at jail time, and 15 women aren't going to be quiet. And I think that, you know, it's going to be a little bit of mix of, you know, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But unfortunately, for both sides, these young women, for this guy, it's horrible because, you know, you look at Deshaun Watson, this was the talk of free agency. This was, the, this was going to be that bombshell trade. I mean, it's Deshaun Watson, you know, what he can bring to the table. And you're looking at this, you know, free agency starts, and, okay, everyone's wondering what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. There was even talk here in the Bay. Is he coming to San Francisco? All these different things uh, uh, surrounding this young man because of his talent, and now it's being hampered because of the fact that he got some very, very, and trust me, you and I, we're not making lighthearted of this. These are very serious allegations about Deshaun Watson, um, um, you know, uh, that, that that's coming out. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree, Lorenzo. And I mean, all I've known from Deshaun Watson is just all the community work he's done, the leadership on the field. Just I've, I've heard what a great human being he is. And uh, Chargers receiver Mike Williams, I remember when he was drafted, 
first person after his press conference that he had with us first person he facetimed and i was standing right there was deshaun watson and he even uh flashed over the camera and and because i was standing right next to him for some reason and, and then he goes deshaun this is one of the reporters right here and deshaun waved at me and said hi and i said hello back so honestly i i don't know deshaun person i mean just with that interaction saying hi but everything i've heard has always been positive about deshaun so honestly this is this uh, like you said this is serious and and then i we hope that the nfl gets to the bottom of this and um because honestly it's, it's one of those things where you're really questioning what is going on around it and you hope obviously right. everything gets settled and everything and and then the smoke clears to be honest because um because i mean this could hurt him this uh this hurts these women obviously and and you just want justice to be uh justice to uh prevail this fernando one thing that we know for sure when you're thinking about when something like this is that tragic that happens one thing you do you want to bring some happiness and you want to try to think about okay what what is an underlying thing that's going on that you know that will bring you some happiness and right now you would have to agree with me that's probably bet online 100 percent, lorenzo that's that you're 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 on it today uh bet online right now with uh, march madness and everything happening i mean you you have to head over to bet online the, the games are just getting crazy How, who would have thought so many upsets would have happened over the course of this whole tournament i mean i know it's march madness for a reason but man it is getting crazy out there uh bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv bet online has hundreds of props with real-time odds and almost anything you can imagine and of course the 24-hour online casino Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Now, Lorenzo, wow. when we're talking about bets. Oral Roberts. <laughs> Oral That's Roberts. I, I, I had to throw that out there. I, yeah. That was my sweetheart team. They, they were unbelievable. I thought they were going to pull off a huge upset. Had an open look at the three. We'll be able to bring the ball up the court. I'm telling Fernando, this March oh Madness has been absolutely amazing. It's I'm been loving crazy. what I'm seeing. It's been crazy. How about the Pac-12 finally making some Representing. noise? You watch UCLA. You saw UCLA go ahead and take down Bama. Man, running and gunning athletically. I was shocked that they were able to do that. This, this, this is absolutely some amazing time college basketball these young phenoms these young athletes this win 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 no matter what i agree with you lorenzo i mean honestly like over the weekend i mean i, I was watching the games here with my, my cousin my cousin really wanted oral roberts to pull it out and he just started and and we're just watching and you're like dude like this could be a huge upset obviously uh the the guy that took the last uh second three just clanked it off but man what a great story that was i didn't know who they were until this tournament happened so honestly it's it's a lot of fun but lorenzo now let's let's steer to to a place that you know uh about the bay area what is going on with the san francisco 49ers <gasps> there the I, last last friday to me was just i was um it was just my head was spinning san francisco trades up with miami to get the third overall pick, they trade a lot of a future third. Uh, this the first pick overall this year, or the first their first rounder this year, and then two first rounders later. So let's dissect that part first. 
Why do you think San Francisco jumped up in the draft to number three? I mean, I kind of know, and I have an idea, but what what do you think? Why do you think, if you had a bet, why do you think San Francisco jumped up to the third overall pick? They've seen what you guys did. They've seen what this Chargers organization did in grabbing a franchise quarterback for the next 12 years. And you know what? They said, we want to get a piece of that. They said they liked Jimmy G this morning. I had John Lynch and John Lynch and Cal Shanahan did a press conference, and they said exact words. John Lynch said this. He said, when you are when you see your opponents, he said, you always throw a punch ahead of your opponent. You want to stay a step ahead, or you want to, you see your opposition, you want to stay a punch ahead of them, and you want to react instead of just react. And so John Lynch said, hey, we could not take the chance of waiting and seeing what's going to happen. They said, if we jump to the number three spot, we know we can get our guy because there has to be three to four guys they like. That's what it tells you. It tells the 40, it says that the 49ers organization, Cal Shanahan and John Lynch said, if they said verbatim, there was three or four guys that we believe that can be the face of our franchise for the next 10 years or so by jumping up instead of speculating and waiting to the 12th pick. Now we know there's several guys that we love that we can pick. And you know what they also said? They said they picked up the phone the first call they made was to Jimmy G and let him know what they're doing, let them know what they're thinking. And they say Jimmy G is a part of their short-term future. They're saying Jimmy G right now will be the quarterback this year, sort of like the transition you guys went through last year. If, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, the quarterback doesn't get hurt, what happened? Is Justin Herbert rookie of the year we have in this conversation? Probably not. So San Francisco 49ers, I hope they can get lightning in the box. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Lorenzo. I mean, it's just interesting to watch that this is all happening a month before the draft happens. So now people are getting very hyped for the draft and they're like, oh my God, like, because potentially Lorenzo, within the first 10 picks, we could see five quarterbacks taken off the board. So honestly, this is going to be a very, this is a very interesting point. Now, the, everything lies with the New York Jets. The New York Jets have the second overall pick. I think, <laughs> I think, and if I was a betting man, I would bet that Trevor Lawrence is going to go first. I think Trevor I, Lawrence, yep, I saw a I'm picture saying. of Urban Meyer standing right behind him at his pro day and watching him. So I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. Now, yeah. if number the Jets, two? if the Jets go Panay Sewell, left, left tackle, or if they Wilson, go receiver, baby. they go tight end, whatever they do. Okay, that's business as usual. Let's move on. San Francisco now gets to choose from four quarterbacks. If the Jets go Zach Wilson or they go quarterback with the second overall pick, I think everybody's hair is going to catch fire when it comes to this draft. I think that's where everything just uh, goes up in flames. And now you're really looking around. You're like, okay, what is going to happen next? Because like I said, it could, it could, the New York Jets could just start everything. So, I've I've heard Mac Jones that a lot of teams are are loving Mac Jones, man. Lorenzo, today I heard that Mac Jones sat down with um former uh former Houston Texans uh head coach Bill O'Brien. He's now the offensive coordinator of Alabama. He sat down with Bill O'Brien and explained to him the Alabama play, offensive playbook. I mean, there there's a lot of talk about Mac Jones being um, is jumping up some draft boards and that he could be a top five, top ten pick. So honestly, this this draft is very interesting just because of all the variables. But like I said, 
the New York Jets could really get it started. Now, I know Charger fans are wanting there to be a left tackle right there for them at 12, but I'll tell you right now, if the New York Jets end up drafting Panay Saul, it's going to be very difficult for the for there to be another tackle, for Rashawn Slater to be there or somebody else to be there. So I'm telling you, for one way or another, the New York Jets are going to start everything off with a bang. So honestly, Lorenzo, this is it's very interesting. But now let's go to the second part of this. The Philadelphia Eagles traded the sixth overall pick to Miami. So Miami jumped back into the into the top 10 they i mean and and miami incredible job that they've done they have so many picks uh first rounders second rounders they've they've done a lot of they've done a, a lot of very good trades and they have a lot of picks so they used them and they jumped up with philadelphia now they have the sixth overall pick i know what that tells me i don't know what philly's gonna do because lord only knows what they're doing but I know what Miami's uh, setting themselves up for. Well, I think I know, but what did you make of that of Miami right away after trading with San Francisco, jumping up and trading to get into that sixth overall pick? What were your thoughts on that, Lorenzo? I, I think that there's. I looked at San Francisco and I said, like you said, I think the Jets said, let's get they're gonna get the party started because what the Jets do, I tell you, you're right. It's gonna have this NFL draft absolutely on because if they go after Wilson, BYU, that means that you look at. You look at the quarterback from uh, Jones, not Jones, but if you look at the quarterback from Ohio State, I think then the 49ers make that pick. I think Robert Sala all the way is going, going to go with Will, Wilson because here's why. you got to realize Shanahan's been liking this kid out of BYU, already liked him during the year. They talked about it, and all of a sudden, so you think about who's been on that staff. Robert Sala. Where's Sala now? With the Jets. Sala doesn't necessarily know quarterbacks, but he knows defense. So, But who can he trust that he likes a quarterback? He's been Shanahan all year long. Shanahan is going to be talking about this quarterback. I don't think – I think the Niners would have liked to go to the second pick. But Sal, but Sal is going to have the option to say, no, I know that they like Wilson, this kid from BYU. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets take Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, and puts the Niners in a situation where I think then – I think they'll be forced. I think then they'll take the quarterback from Ohio State. So I think, like you said, the Jets are going to get this party started. But then you lost my Miami Dolphins. They go ahead and jump back in to number six. I think they're saying, look, what are we going to do? They got rid of the thing about who's the tackle that they had. Wasn't it Tonto there who was a great tackle? Larry Tonto wasn't he the tackle where he go and put Yeah, yeah he so, was their tackle there, and then uh, he got traded for so to Houston. To Houston. Houston. So, so, so when you think about that, I'm saying that I think this I think that this team now is saying, okay, we have our quarterback, so now let's go ahead and get this tackle game because we know the Chargers. They're looking back there, and they're not going to go quarterback, but they're going to be looking for a tackle. So I think now that you're going to have the Jets go ahead and grab a tackle, that's my thought process of this. I think it's too early to give up on Tua. So I look for the Jets to say, you know what? Let's solidify our tackle, our left tackle. Let's go out and get the best guy for the job and make it the kid from you know where, Oregon, that the Chargers absolutely love. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Lorenzo. I mean, honestly I- – I remember last year in the draft, I wasn't a big Tua guy. I just, I, I, and I thought he was good, but I didn't like his intangibles. I didn't think he had that extra oomph that I saw from Joey Burrow and I saw from Justin Herbert. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong, but there's been a lot of speculation this offseason about, um, about, Tua and if Miami's looking to get, because I mean, we, I, I've heard their names, you've heard their names. 
in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes, in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I'm really interested to see, and I think this trade kind of told us that they're all in on Tua. Now, is Tua that quarterback? I know that last year Miami had a great defense, and Tua really didn't have to do a whole a whole lot. But I'm very interested to see to see. I'm very interested to see how Tua is going to look in year two because of all that that you said i mean last year lorenzo i mean there's no there's no way to hide it he was the first the first second and third quarter quarterback and at times they would bring in ryan fitzpatrick and have him finish off in the fourth quarter that's not a good look lorenzo and i mean i i, I never saw philip rivers have to have a fourth uh a, a quarterback come in in the fourth quarter never saw drew Brees have anything like that so it's very interesting and i mean no knock on him it's just I wonder if the organization didn't trust him, if Brian Flores didn't trust him. I don't know, but it is very interesting to me if the Dolphins go 100% on him. No Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's now with the with the Washington football team. What are they going to do if Tua starts struggling? I mean, and I know I just jumped from the tr- that trade to now yeah. talking about <laughs> Tua, but I'm just very interested to see what your thought process was on Tua last season and kind of what they're doing with him this year. Yeah, I, I didn't think Tua played well. I thought that Tua played, showed some signs at times, but I don't think that he played as well as they thought he could play. Um, you know, but you got to realize this young man came off of a broken hip where he, where, when he was able to come back and play. Uh, he thought he was going to sit out the whole year. So I think he didn't have a guy comfortable. I think he's going to be now that's around uh, sharpening his skills because he did let him down, so I think that you're going to have a guy way more motivated. This young man's going; they're going to give him a, another another shot. I don't see the Niners going in as quarterback. I, do, I don't see the Miami Dolphins rather going in as court as, as getting a quarterback. I just think that that'd be a bad look, bad look for the organization. You got to spend two first rounders on a on a quarterback this year, year and this year. What does that say? That's it. I do not see the management. I see them getting better and elsewhere, and I look for it to be a tackle. But I, what, what you, when you asked the question, what did I think about Tua? I thought Tua did not play, have a great year. Didn't think Tua was anything spectacular, but I do think that he has some talent, and I think this year we'll hopefully get to see it come to the forefront. Yeah, I know 100%. I mean, I, I, I think the Dolphins are going to do it. I mean, they already got Will Fuller. They've get, they're getting him some weapons. I personally think, Lorenzo, that they went up in that with that sixth overall pick to try and get maybe one of his ex-teammates in Waddle or Dev- Devontae Smith. I, I truly think it's going to be interesting to see what direction the, the Dolphins take it. Because like you said, they need to protect Tua, and, and that's what happened. That's how he got hurt at Alabama. I mean, Alabama has one of the – see, this is the thing. Alabama has one of the best offensive lines in the country and he still ended up getting hurt. So what the Dolphins need to do is really put together a great offensive line for him so that he has that time to kind of go back there and cook a little bit. But um, speaking about different stuff like that, I mean, Lorenzo, you know me. I mean, we've known each other for a little bit now. I don't relax well. Uh, With my crazy life, it's just hard for me to shut off my brain and chill. I overthink a lot. Uh, I get easily stressed out, and it effing sucks. So I did my homework and found Sunday Scaries, Lorenzo, which are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They've become a must-have in my daily routine, and they chill me out uh, in just about 20 minutes, which is great. Uh, Basically, they help me take the edge off so I can maintain my composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. 
if the product is not the product for you that's okay you'll get your money back sunday scaries in the stress relieving business not the stress causing business i got you lorenzo 25 percent off to uh to prove it visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code believe for your discount that's uh promo code believe for 25 percent off at sundayscaries.com they're effing amazing and you won't regret joining the squad lorenzo that's freaking awesome i tell you the cbd and hemp and all that other things out there it's a great great body and a lot of people they so, so many years you know fernando we talked about how so many people demonize cbd and thc yeah. and now we're looking at how many health benefits that they've shown to have so i think it's great i can't wait to give me my supplies give me give me give me i'll use your promo code believe and see if i can get my 25 percent off really appreciate it fernando really do Oh yeah, of course. You're my man, Lorenzo. I got to do that. But let, let's transition to something new, Lorenzo. I mean, for you right now, I feel like this is an incredible time in your life. Um, and I'm not talking about because of the CD, uh, CBD gummies I'm about to hook you up with, with that 25% off. Um, right. As a parent, I, I was, I last, okay. So let's fast, let's backtrack a little bit. Last week I had the honor to interview Lorenzo Neal Jr. From Purdue. He's a defensive tackle. He's not a fullback, ladies and gentlemen, he may share the name, but they share different positions. Um, your son, this is a legacy draft. In my opinion, you have Patrick Sertan June, the second coming out in the draft, Asante Samuel Jr. Coming out in the draft. Lorenzo Neal Jr. coming out in the draft, and J.C. Horn, Joe Horn's son. All four of those names ring a huge bell in the NFL. All four incredible players. Most of them defensive players. You you, you and uh, um, two defensive, two offensive players. But, Lorenzo, what, what are your thoughts on what's going on right now? I mean, your son is coming out in the draft. As a father, what does this mean to you? Well, for me, it's an exciting time, Fernando. Thank you so much. I've been interviewing my son. He really enjoyed it. He had a great time. Oh, it was time. awesome. We started talking soccer. We saw, The interview was over, and we started talking soccer for about 25 minutes, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm taking time away from your schedule. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. So he's a great kid, and, and I know he comes from a great family. Oh, thank you so much. He had a heck of a time after the interview. Yeah, it's exciting, man, as a father. You know, you look at your kids, and you always want what's best for them. And this is his journey. Hopefully he'll get drafted. Maybe not. Maybe he'll be up. But he's going to get into someone's camp. And it's going to be his opportunity to see if he can make some money and do what he needs to do. But you're excited for him. You you know, you know, this is his life. It's his dream. And you just hope that it comes to fruition. But it was awesome, man, to be able to experience that. What was it? You know, and, you know, that's why I, I know you interviewed him. So I just kind of want to know from your perspective, what was it like when you interview a lot of kids? And, you know, I know since I'm your partner, you and I, we have our show together. Yeah. I know you can always, you know, I, I know you shoot straight with me, but I know you got to always err on the side of caution but what's it like uh, interviewing young men and what's what you know what's low like and what's some qualities that you like what are some of the things that you say okay hey he can brush up on this on his interview skill if you were giving him advice if you're critiquing him what can he do yeah. better what 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 what's some of the things you said man this guy's good at when you're watching listening to the young lorenzo my son and you're yeah. interviewing or some of the questions so what was your thought process after interviewing the young man it's incredible, Lorenzo. I mean, I don't take this job for granted. I love telling stories. And I mean, I told you that the first time that we talked and everything. I love telling stories. So 
being able to tell this story was fun just because I got to know more about you. And obviously I, I got to know more about your son, but what Lowe really did was he took his time. He thought about his answer. He was very good with his answers. He knew exactly what to say. He didn't get, he didn't get, he didn't stumble. He didn't anything. I mean, the only critique I would give him, if anything, is, uh, the the fillers sometimes they use fillers people players use fillers when when they're kind of thinking about what they have to say other than that honestly he got an a he he has more he has better speaking skills than some of the nfl players that i've seen and i've interviewed so honestly whoever whatever team gets to interview him i mean whatever media group gets to interview lorenzo jr is gonna honestly they're lucky because he gives you a lot he he shoots it straight from the hip and one thing that I learned is that you and him, Lorenzo, very competitive, and and uh, I'm sure that uh, he said we we had to stop at one point because it got so competitive that we would get to the t- to the dinner table and we would still be competing or we'd be uh, trash talking one and uh, another. So that was just that was honestly so much fun to listen to. And then he started talking about the Chargers and and that's kind of the angle that i wanted to go i was like what would it mean for you to to play for the chargers and he said man it would be like life coming full circle and what it, there's two things that interest me about what he said one he remembered going to murphy canyon road he remembered going to the facility and i mean now they're in los angeles but he remembered going there right, and right. he said that was really one of my first memories as my as watching my dad be an nfl player i remember san diego i remember the lightning bolt on the helmet this other thing that really interests me, Lorenzo, and it's something that's really been catching my eye with a lot of prospects, is he said the Chargers are up and coming. He, it, it seems like the rest of the NFL is kind of like the college players coming out are kind of noticing the Chargers and they're noticing them as a team that is starting to make their way up a little bit and they could start making some noise. And I mean, one of those reasons has to be Justin Herbert. And I remember off, off, uh, off interview and everything, we talked about Justin. And he just said how impressed he was with Justin and the way he kind of took command this this year of the Chargers huddle and the way they played. But honestly, Lorenzo, he just he he really exceeded my expectations. I, I didn't think he was going to be that. I mean, knowing you, I thought, OK, he, he'll he be good at interviewing, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. So I'm, I'm very I'm fairly surprised by uh, Lorenzo Jr. And I hope he gets that opportunity, man. Honestly, I'm 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 now I'm Purdue Boilmakers. I'm cheering for him. I hope that he. <laughs> I hope that he make he gets any like he told me he just wants one team to give him a call. He's like if one out of the 32 give me a chance, that that's it. I'm not going to need another chance because I'm going to make the most of that opportunity. And watching some of his film and watching some of the stuff that I I watched on him, he 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 has he has it. He has he he could he could make some he like he told me my athleticism i think is underrated and i really think it is true lorenzo that his athleticism is very underrated he caused havoc for a lot of quarterbacks yeah maybe the sack numbers weren't there but hurries also help hurries make the quarterback turn around and fall right into the arms of joey bosa or von miller or some of these or sean merriman or sean phillips i mean that's literally what when it comes to defensive tackles and defensive ends that's what they do they come up and they're the ones that get that fluster the quarterback so that they get out of their groove and they fall into the hands of the of the pass rushers so honestly it seems like uh low jr really does do a good job of that and 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 honestly like i said lorenzo he gained a fan uh after i talked to him well i tell you he he really enjoyed the interview you guys got to go check it out and working the, working the listeners to check out the article you wrote because I want everyone yeah, to, to look at it. 
it's on the Sports Illustrated Chargers page. Uh, it's one of the I think it's um, one of the first few articles there. So just check it out. It's honestly awesome. Like I said, I had a fun time doing it. Right now, it's kind of like we've told you guys. This is kind of the boring time of the NFL because all this, uh, all the draft stuff is happening. There's a lot of smoke screens thrown out there. But one thing that's not a smoke screen is how much fun I had talking to uh, to Low Junior. And honestly, I, like I said, I, I really hope he gets his opportunity and his chance because he deserves it. He's worked hard for it. And Lorenzo, I, I wanted to ask you a quick question, and I asked uh, I asked Low Junior this. When you were thinking about when you you and your wife were thinking about names and everything, were you nervous a little bit about uh, putting the junior on him because of who you were and the NFL world knows you and and everything? Were you nervous about that? No, I, I think that you know if you you especially if you have a son and you want you want to make sure that. That, that, that people know, and not just that, I think it's just legacy, the part that, hey, low junior, low to first, low to second, low to third, just to, just to, just that, just that to say, look, this is a tradition. This is something that you're doing, you know, naming your son after your firstborn after you. And, you know, he, he, he understands that he understands the opportunity and he understands what's in front of him. And when it comes to letting me down or just, just you know, disavowing the name, I'm not worried about that. Really, this is—he's a really good young man. He's far better than me, uh, you know, as a person. And I just—and I'm very blessed, very fortunate that he understands the Neil legacy and the name. And uh, he's a good young man. So, uh, yeah, you think about it, but you know what? He's ready for the job. He's ready. He's ready. And uh, I look forward to opportunity for him as well. And uh, this guy—I'm gonna send you some pictures and let you see just how he's transformed his body and what he's been doing and some of the hard work he's put in. So I'm just excited for him. But, no, it was one of those things where you say, hey, I think I'm going to name this guy Lorenzo. And, you, you know, after you do it, you're happy about it. And when they, when they finally get to an age to appreciate it, I think he likes it too. Yeah, no, no, and, and definitely, I mean, I don't want to spoil everything from the article so you guys can go check it out, but he told me that it, he, nobody can put as much pressure on him as he does on himself. He's like, I'm my hardest critic. There's nobody that out there that's going to critique me harder than myself. So honestly, Lorenzo, that's what really impacted me. Because, I mean, you know, you have Bronny, uh, LeBron James Jr. You have uh, Patrick Sertan, Asante Samuel Jr. You have some of these guys, and I mean, it's it's it it, it might get tough, especially when you play the same position. I mean, obviously, uh, Lowe Jr. doesn't play your same position. But Asante Samuel Jr. and Patrick Sertan II, they both play the same position as their father. So it, it's very interesting um, when we talk about legacies and stuff like that. So I was just wanting your perspective on that, but it's 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 so interesting to see how much legacy is coming out in this draft that it's so much fun to see all of it as a whole. I mean, just for you guys as fathers, I'm I, I, it's so amazing that you guys get to see this and you experience it as players, and now you get to experience it as fathers. I mean, that just that that just to me is awesome. It really is, and, and you know, Fernando, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing the opportunity. And I'm just happy for him to let him live his life. This is his dream. This is about him. It's not about me. I'm not one of those fathers. Oh, oh, you know, you guys, I guess you know what? And it's been tough because you're trying to find that balance, Fernando. I think, you know, at times it can be tough because you know what it takes. And sometimes you don't want to discourage someone or you don't want to act like you're trying to tell them how to do their job. And sometimes, you know, being, like you said, it can be difficult. And it can be difficult for parents because yeah. of the fact the position that we were in, 
because of our success, we know what it takes to be successful. And sometimes your your, your children, your sibling, you know, you, you, you're like, hey, this is what it takes. And they don't see it. And they don't understand. You're not trying to argue with them. You're not trying to be in their face. You're trying to help them to get them to the level that they're going to be successful. And sometimes, so it, it's it's tough. So that, that has been trying for me at times. So for me, that's why it's like, it's tough because it's tough for me to not say nothing because I, I want to say more, but I not to because I just know how it can be. So that's been a tough struggle for me sometimes just to be like, man, I want to say it, but I just let it go. And sometimes he's disappointed because he said he wants me to tell him. And, then, you know, sometimes you tell him, it's like, yeah, I know. I completely agree, Lorenzo. I mean, it's just it's just a great time that you guys are going through. But you know something else that's great, Lorenzo, is eBay. Tell me. Yes. eBay is uh, whether, uh, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker place, eBay is the place to go to copy your favorite pair. They have different authentic authenticators that'll verify the box, the logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. They even have a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Unique selection, unique selection like Lorenzo Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They got you covered. And I'm glad that we have the opportunity to promote eBay because it is tough. Sometimes, you know, you, you try to buy things and online, you don't get the satisfaction guarantees. And eBay understands that. That's why they want to make sure that the quality of any product that they're going to put their name behind, that is quality. And sneakers, I know you love sneakers, big fella. You do love them. I you do. You love them. So do I. So I'm just glad that we got eBay as, uh, as one of our sponsors. Uh, absolutely love them. 100%. And yeah, I'm a huge sneakerhead. I'm a huge Kobe sneakerhead. So I'm definitely 100% in it. But it's honestly, it, 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 I think sometimes, Lorenzo, it's honestly awesome to see a different side of us. I mean, right now, speaking about Lowe Jr., I mean, because we usually talk sports. We talk about Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, LeBron James. I mean, some of the stuff that we like to get into. But it's honestly awesome to get to talk to you about your, uh, about your experiences, not only a football player, because we've talked about that here and there, but honestly, uh, to talk to about your experience as a father and what you went through for low junior so honestly i appreciate you sharing that with me today and with the viewers today and the listeners couple weeks but i just i just been having a great time just been able to share with you where about one more time oh just uh you thank you. I'm, I'm just thanking you for sharing your story about low junior no thank you fernando for allowing me to share you know uh, my family my son and to, not just to you, but to, you know, to Charger fans and just the fans in general, to the world. And I just appreciate, you know, your, you know, your effort to reach out and, and talk to him and interview him and get to know the young man. And uh, I just appreciate the opportunity that I have to work with you as a person, as an individual, but as a, as a partner as well. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we bring a lot of perspective, a different perspective to the Charger fans and to the football community. So really appreciate everything. Appreciate this opportunity, Fernando. Thank you so much for, you know, uh, being, on, being, you know being my partner on the show. And I absolutely enjoy it and I love it. And thanks for sharing with my family too. Thanks for the amazing article you wrote on Little Junior. 
I appreciate it, Lorenzo. And honestly, before we get tear eyed and and we give each other a virtual <laughs> hug, let let's get out of here. Uh, I truly appreciate everybody out there listening. We're having so much fun bringing this to you guys. I mean, it, it, it's honestly interesting to have a former player and a team that uh, and a guy that covers the team uh, daily. I mean, this has been a lot of fun, and honestly. We're really just getting started with this. Lorenzo and I are having so much fun. We're honestly really just getting started. We're barely scratching the surface, huh, Lorenzo? Absolutely. We're just scratching it. So make sure you tune in next time because we're going to be even bigger and better. The show's going to continue to grow. We appreciate everyone, all of our fans, support, and participation. We love you guys, Fernando. I'm loving it. Let's keep balling, baby. Let's keep balling. Let's do it, Lorenzo. Thank you, guys, and have a good rest of, uh, rest of your day and enjoy March Madness. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.